Blog Talk Radio. information, please go to our awordfromgod.web.com. That's our website. Please go to awordfromgod.web.com to our ad and to our advertisement page. And once you read that, I will be glad to answer any and all questions that you might have about coming on to the show. And uh, we would love to interview you. What we do is we give you about anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes just to talk about your business. We interview you and uh, just share you with the world. This is a Internet show, so it gives us uh, opportunity to introduce you not just to the nation, but also to the whole world. So if this is something that you feel like you would like to do, uh, please contact me at a word from God three at aol dot com. Now, also, I do ask um, that you would visit all of my um, different uh, blogs and affiliate links that are found on my blogtalkradio dot com page, and please check out one of these blogs on the page. It is called No Blood Pressure Meds. 
after 11 years.blogspot.com. And what this is, uh, this is a, a blog that my husband has set up. Uh, he had, well, he has high blood pressure, but uh, it is contained. Um, he doesn't have to take any more medicine. And he shows you how he did it. And it was all through exercising and changing his eating habits and his eating lifestyle. And I believe that his testimony is also on there about how uh, several years ago he uh, had over 250 uh, blood pressure and how he should have been dead, but uh, God spared his life. So I would ask you to go in there and check out that particular uh, uh, particular blog that he does have. I would also ask that you would go to another blog that he has called marketinfo1.blogspot.com. And on this blog, you will find a lot of very interesting subjects. Uh, there's a lot of info. There's a lot of info on both of these blog sites. I would ask that you would just go on and check both of these out. The first one was no blood pressure meds after 11 years dot blogspot dot com. The second one was uh, market info one dot blogspot dot com. Also, we would ask that every Sunday night that you would tune in here uh, to blogs uh, to uh, blogtalkradio dot com slash your word from God uh, at 7:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we come on every Sunday night, and we play great gospel music, and we share a special word from God with you. And so we ask that you would tune in with us every Sunday night, and I'll make a little bit mention more about that uh, as uh, as we get ready to close. Well, let's talk a little business on today. We've been talking about how to structure a business plan. And um, we have looked at a couple of things already in structuring. This is even before you even write up a business plan. This is uh, the uh, just a few little points and facts that you want to even look at before you actually structure your business plan. Uh, what we discussed First is we discussed is your business idea feasible? Uh, is this something that people are looking for, looking at, wanting? Are they willing to buy? Are they going to leave another well-established company that they shop with to come and uh, be with you? Uh, this is where making a critical evaluation of your business concept at an early stage will allow you to discover, address, and correct any fatal flaws before investing time in preparing your business plan. And then the last one that we did on last week was telling your story. And no matter what type of business you plan to start, when your story is complete, it will be an important part of, of the risk management process and a key to effectively understanding your business and its critical success factors. Now, you can go back into my archives and you will find 
both of the teachings on these two uh, points here. Well, today we're going to talk about your vision and your mission statement. And if we have time, we will discuss the simplified start-up plan. If not, we will talk about that next week. Now, in recent years, visions and mission statements have become watered down in the corporate world to the point where they are essentially meaningless. Why? Because visions and mission statements have been largely branded with negative connotations. When used properly, visions and mission statements can be a very powerful tool especially for new and for small firms. Just as a a successful coach has a vision for putting a team together and a game plan for successful execution, visions and mission statements provide direction for a new or small firm without which it is difficult to develop a cohesive plan. In turn, this allows you to pursue activities that lead your business forward and avoid uh, devoting resources to activities that do not. So we need the vision and we need the mission statement to direct us and guide us into the direction that we want to go in our business. And all of this is even before you do your actual business plan. Uh, Vision statements for new and small firms. Vision statements and mission statements are very different. A vision statement for a new or small, small firm spells out goals at a high level and should coincide with the founder's goal for the business. Again, a vision statement for a new or small firm spells out goals at a high level and should coincide with the founder's goal for the business. Your uh, your vision, what you see uh, your business becoming, what what you want to see happen in your business should be entailed in your vision statement. Simply put, the vision should state what the founder ultimately envisions the business to be in terms of growth, value, employees, contributions to society, and the likes. Whatever it is that you want your business to become, whatever it is that you see can benefit your business, are you going to hire employees? Uh, is this going to be a business that's going to contribute to your community? Whatever it is, all of that needs to be added into your vision statement. Therefore, self-reflection by the founder or the owner is a vital activity if a meaningful vision is to be developed. As a founder, once you have defined your vision, you can begin to develop strategies for moving your business forward. That vision, part of this includes the development 
of a company mission. So once you've uh, decided what you want your business to look like, how you want to form that business, is what type of value is this business going to have? Uh, uh, how is the growth going to be in this business? If there are to be employees, if there is to be a contribution to society, what do you want this particular business to represent? You must first have that vision statement. And then after you get that vision statement, it can move you to the next level of your business, which is stating what your mission of your business is going to be. Now, a mission statement for new and small firms. The mission statement should be a concise statement of business strategies and developed from the customer perspective, and it should fit with the vision of your business. Let me read that again. The mission statement should be a concise statement of business strategies and develop from the customer's perspective, and it should fit with your vision for your business. What type of customers are you looking to have? Whatever your mission statement is going to be, it has to be developed from the customer's perspective. Put yourself in the place of a customer and see what would it be that you would want to get, what you would want to purchase, uh, what type of service this may be. Would you want to use this type of service if you were a customer? So you have to look at it from a customer's point of view. But it should also fit the vision. Your mission statement and your vision statement must go hand in hand. Now, the mission should answer three questions. The first question, what do we do? What is it that you're planning to do in this business? How do we do it? How do you plan to get your business to the point to where you know it is going to be uh, everything that you possibly have thought that it can be, that uh that will it meet needs, will it meet customer needs, will it be one where people will have, uh, uh, will talk about the business, where it will be word of mouth. And number three, for whom do we do it? What is your customer target? What is the demographics? Uh, what is uh, the, geography, the, the geographic part of it? Where do you want your business at? Well, let's answer the first question. What do we do? This question should not be answered in terms of what is physically delivered to the customer. We're not talking about the type of product or the type of service that so much that you're going to offer, but by the real and or psychological needs uh, that are fulfilled when customers buy your product or service. Customers make purchase decisions for many reasons, including economical, logistical, and emotional factors. People today are looking uh, for 
the logical uh, uh, thing. They're looking for the economical thing, and they're they're wanting something that will emotionally will satisfy them. You know, what's the best thing for them? Because in most cases, it's all about uh, the money. And not only always about the money, but how they're treated when they go somewhere. Uh, Does it leave them with a good taste in their mouth or a sour taste in their mouth? Uh, What does your business offer that's different from the business on the other side of town that is doing the exact same thing that you are doing? An excellent illustration of this is a business that imports handmade jewelry from East Africa. When asked, uh, when we, when uh, they asked the entrepreneur what her business does, the owner replied, "We import and market East African jewelry." But when asked why customers buy her jewelry, she explained that they're buying a story in where the jewelry came from. Now, she gave them, uh, they they looked at the product, they saw the product. Oh, this is nice, this is cute. But, you know, someone else offers these same type of products down the street. But what was different about her than the people down the street? They just sold the product. But she had a story behind the product that made the product more interesting so that when the product was placed in the customer's home and people would come to her home and they would see, oh, this is a beautiful piece. Where did you get that? Well, there's a story behind this. And then that intrigues the customer's friends where they go and buy and purchase, where they're able to tell their story behind the product that they bought. So um, she said they're buying a story in where the jewelry came for. This is a this is an a, an important distinction in answering this question from the need fulfilled perspective will help you answer the other two questions effectively. So whatever your product is, maybe all of your products don't have a story, but you can always tell uh, the benefit of it and the feature of it. Uh, well, this is a beautiful, um, uh, uh, let's say we're talking about a blouse. This is a beautiful blouse. Uh, it, uh, the feature of it, per se, is that it, um, it wears well. Um, it can be worn, well, it, it wears well. Uh, it comes in several different colors. Uh, it's a classic piece, so it never goes out of style. Uh, the benefit of it is when you wear it, uh, it keeps you cool. Uh, the material breathes. So the more information that you give a customer about the product, it it, it will cause them to uh, want to come back. So when you're dealing with this question, it helps your customer a little bit more to make a choice economically, uh, logistically, and emotionally. Now, number two, how do we do it? This question captures 
the more technical element of your business. Your answer should encompass the physical product or service and how it is sold and delivered to customers. And it should fit with the needs that the customer fulfills with its purchase. In the example above, the business owner had originally defined her business as selling East African jewelry. And she was attempting to sell it on the shelves of boutique retail stores with little success. After modifying the answer to the first question, she realized that she needed to deliver the story to to her customers along with her product. She began organizing wine parties that included a slideshow of East Africa, stories of personal experiences there, and pictures and descriptions of the villagers of the villager villagers who made the jewelry. This method of delivery has been very, very successful for her business. So what can you do to draw interest to what you're doing? How can, I mean, maybe you don't have a business where you can go in and do little home parties and show slides, but what is best suited for you to show your customers that come in your product and how it will benefit them. And then number three, for who do we do it? The answer to this question is also vital as it will help you focus your marketing efforts. Through many small, though many small business owners would like to believe otherwise, not everyone is a potential customer. As customers will all almost always have both demographic and geographic limitations. When starting out, it is generally a good idea to define the demographic characteristics like age, income, um, uh, several different things, several types of uh, are, are you dealing more so with men, are you dealing more so with women, are you uh, looking more for uh, an ethnic um, a demographics, what is it that you are uh, looking at demographically? So uh, what, uh, who are your customers or who are your customers and who would you like for your customers to be? And who and what are, you, what are your customers likely to buy? And then once you find out the demographics of your customers, then you need to define a geographic area in which your business can gain a presence. Um, most of the time with a, uh, like I'm in a, I have a clothing business, and when I do decide to uh, open up uh, a, a, like a store business instead of an online business, uh, you look at areas, targeted areas, since I'm dealing basically with women and women's clothing and jewelry, handbags, things that are, are, are that women basically do, I'm going to look at an area geographically, an area where women go constantly. Where are some places that women go? Uh, to nail shops. Oh, we go to get our hair done. Uh, some of us go to the gym. Uh, we go grocery shopping. 
um, we go to restaurants. So if you're going to, uh, if you want your business to succeed and you have a certain uh, demographic for, with, for women, you want to go where basically women go. Uh, not just any, um, not just any health center or health spa, but you want to go to ones that cater, especially the women's, like Curves. You want to put yourself where you know women go to. Uh, if you're basically dealing with men, if you're selling men's athletic uh, wear or something, you want to be close to the gym where you know a lot of men constantly go to. Uh, you want to put yourself in a place where people can see you. You don't want to put yourself, if you're selling clothes, you don't really want to be next to a hardware store in an auto zone. You want to be somewhere where women constantly go all the time. Now, um, as you grow, you can add new customer groups and expand your geographic uh, focus. Now, if you want to add special things on, like possibly, you know, if I go into men's clothing, I want to put myself where uh, there are men and women. So I might have to change uh, my location of where I go and some of the things uh, that I do as far as adding men to the group. Uh, Let's see here. An additional consideration with mission statements is that most businesses will have multiple customer groups that purchase for different reasons. In In these cases, one mission statement can be written to answer each of the three questions that I gave you previously. For each customer group or multiple mission statements, For each customer group or multiple mission statements, uh, these can be developed. Also, as a final thought, remember that your vision and your mission statement are meant to help guide the business, not to lock you into a particular direction. What you need to do is these are guides. These are uh, areas that are to catapult you to where you want to be. Don't just lock yourself up and 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 not uh, have ideas to maybe change or tweak it just a little bit. Because if something's not working, then find something else that might work in its place. You know, um, where you know you might want to do sales uh, instead of maybe doing uh, one sale a week, maybe do two sales a week. Whatever it is, um, uh, whatever you're selling, uh, whatever your service is, uh, maybe you want to start using coupons, you know, buying, buy one, get one half off, uh, 40% off on on uh, every on, on uh, your entire purchase. I don't know, uh, you know, what your business is or how you're going, what you're going to do. But think of things that you can do because you are going to possibly get an influx of different kinds of people. We're we're all people, we're all the same in some ways, but in some ways we're different because of our our cultures 
And so you have to learn people. Uh, You have to know who you can talk to in certain ways and who you can't. Uh, Being in the retail business, uh, I'm pretty well versed in being able to read people uh, when they walk through the door. I look at some women, how they're dressed. I, I, I just listen to them talk. Uh, I listen to some who are very, very jovial. I know that I can approach her in a different way. I can kind of girlfriend her. I can kind of laugh with her. I can kind of make a little joke with her. But then there are the others, the the business women, who are maybe a little more sophisticated, and uh, they're just all business. Uh, I don't joke with her. I'm more business-minded, more business-like with her. Um, I just talk to her about the product. Um, I do try to still make every woman that I deal with feel special because each woman is different. And then I get the women that may come who don't know anything about fashion, who don't know anything about jewelry, don't know how to accessorize, uh, how to put colors together, what pieces they should put together. So I know that I had to come across with her I have to come across as a professional uh, woman who knows her business in clothing. So there are different things that you're going to have to do uh, that to reach the people in the demographic and uh, reach those uh, geographically. You're just going to have to uh, really pray and seek God and ask God, Lord, give me everything that I need to make this business where I can reach everybody. The scripture says, I become all things to all men. You've got to rely on your faith in God that when certain people come in, that he will uh, uh, teach you and show you in what direction to go with how to deal with each person because nobody is always the same. Also, as a final thought, remember that your vision and mission statements are meant to help and guide your business, not to lock you into a particular direction. As your company grows and as the competitive environment changes, your mission may require change to include additional or different needs fulfilled, delivery system or customer groups. With this in mind, your vision and your mission should be revisited periodically to determine whether modifications are desirable. So once you have totally decided, this is what I want to do, this is, uh, this is my vision, this is my mission statement, and you go down that road for a minute. You know, you follow that. That is your guide. That is your direction. You follow that. But if you see that something isn't working, then go in, revise your mission statement. Even revise your vision because maybe you're needing to go uh, a different way with something. Um, don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid Uh, that when God speaks to you about something, to just go head first and do it. Because if he tells you to do it, it is going to work out for your benefit. Don't be afraid to ever step out. Uh, 
take some business courses if you have to. Um, do uh, role playing with some friends uh, uh, and let them come in as a customer and have them come in and be the most difficult customer possible because you are going to get difficult people that are going to come into your place of business. You're going to get some kind people, some sweet people. You're going to get some people that are just going to take your word. They're not going to question you. They're not going to ask a lot of questions. They're not going to uh, uh, come across like they know what they're talking about. They're going to expect for you to know what you're talking about. Um, You're going to come across a whole lot of people. So you need to do some role playing. And I mean get somebody that really, you know, has a serious attitude problem and and let them work that attitude with you so that you can know how to deal with people like that. Um, you know, you're going to have to uh, think of, is there going to be a return policy? People get very, very angry when they buy something and it doesn't work and then you won't take it back. Um, just think about yourself, what you as a customer prefer, what you as a customer Likes. So uh, these are just things to think about. So sometimes just periodically go in and determine and determine whether modifications are desirable if you need to make some changes um, in what you are doing. Now here's a simple plan for startups, and we're like what we're saying. This isn't even we're not even yet talking about the business plan, but this is just before. Before you make your business plan. Your business plan is very important even at the early startup stage. Even before you purchase business stationery, telephones, or rent a location, you should prepare a business plan. Are business plans different for startup companies than for ongoing companies? Sometimes. Sometimes a startup business plan is a good step before you do a real business plan. The simplified startup plan. Do a mission statement and answer these questions. Why should this business business exist? Who will be its customers and how will it benefit them? Why will they be better off coming to my company than going somewhere else? Consider your keys to success. Name three or four critical factors that will be essential to this new business survival. And be tough about it. If you want the business to work, don't underestimate the importance of critical elements. For example, don't start a normal retail business without actually knowing what the retail business is all about. Uh, Do a simple market analysis. Estimate how many potential customers the business will have. Define the traits that will make somebody a potential customer. Where do these customers now purchase, if at all, and are there enough potential customers for your business? Estimate how many, how many people do you think that could possibly shop with you every day if you're going to be 
a uh, five-day-a-week or a six-day-a-week store. How many people is it going to take for you? How many customers is it going to take for you to uh, make your goal each day? What is your goal? What, how much do you want to sell a day? What is your goal for the month? So you need to um, estimate how many potential customers customers the business will have. Uh, define the traits that will make somebody a potential customer. What do you, what type what are you looking for uh to get the kind of customer that you want? What kind of people are you looking for? Is this more of a children's business? Is it for people who read a lot? Uh is it uh for uh health? What what is it that you know that you're trying to uh uh who who are you trying to define? What traits are you trying to to define? that will make somebody a potential customer in your business. Where are those customers purchasing now? Or are these customers purchasing anywhere? And is there or are there enough potential customers for you to start the type of business that you want to start? Where are they shopping now? Why do you think they're shopping there? Are they shopping? And if they're not shopping, why are they not shopping? These are things that you've got to research. To start your business, there's a lot of research involved, a lot of questions that you have to uh, ask. Uh, the, the second one is do a simple break-even analysis. How many units of sales will you need to cover costs? What? How many pieces of clothing? How many? Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of any something right now. But let's use clothing since that's easy for me. Uh, how many units of clothing uh, do I need that's going to cover my daily costs in running my store? Do I need to sell a hundred pieces a day, or? Uh, do I need to uh, do uh, $800 a day to make my goal for uh, for the week or to make my goal for the month? So if I need to sell $800 or $1,000 a day, then how many units do I need to sell a day to make $1,000 so that I can cover my cost for everything that I had to do on that day and then I have to do the same thing on tomorrow or even a little bit better because you want to make your goal or above your goal. You don't want to be always under your goal. You want to make above your goal so that you can make uh, more profit in what you're doing. Um, are you being realistic? Uh, you need to add up costs for your rent, your overhead, your payroll, your advertising, and and et cetera. When you figure out how much money you will make for each unit you sell after its specific cost and calculate how many units you need to break even. For example, if you are a shoe store and um, – your cost of running that shoe store is about $6,000 per month, and you make $2 on 
average after the cost of the shoe. So say you're making $2 extra off of each shoe. On every pair of shoes, then you need 3,000 pairs of shoes in a month to break even. That's just to break even. So you need to have more and sell more shoes for you to make profit. So now that you think about this, do you really have a potential business? If you do, then now you need to start looking at making a real business plan. If you don't, then save yourself the time and the trouble. Like I said earlier, you have to go out and you have to do research. You have to look at everything. Uh, you got to uh, dot every I and cross every T. Because most businesses, either, even if they have a business plan, uh, some do fail, even uh, with a business plan. Uh, a lot fail who don't have a business plan because you don't have anything to look forward to. You don't have anything to keep you on track. So you have to make up a business plan for yourself. But if you feel like this is too much, and if you feel like, I don't know if I can do all that, or even if I want to do all that, you have to make that business plan. Go out and do the research. Go out and talk to people. Even talk to people who are in the business that you're going into. Uh, some some business owners will talk with you. Uh, get yourself involved in a business network uh, where you meet other business owners, people themselves who are trying to make it, people who are looking for uh, support. Um, that's what you need as a business owner. You need uh, a network that will help to support you um, emotionally because sometimes you're going to get down. Sometimes things are going to look really, really, really hard to you. But don't give up because um, if God has given you a dream, then you hold on to that dream. You hold on to that vision that he has given you. Don't let anything or anybody deter you from uh, from what God has um, has given you and what God has said will work. But talk to people. Let people know, look, I'm starting a business, or look, I have a business. I see that you're very, very successful in your business. What is it that you're doing? Now, you don't take their idea, but you go back and you say, Lord, how can I come up with an idea that is just as vital as the one that this uh, man or this woman has? that will catapult my business to where it's supposed to be. I want to uh, just share Joshua 1 and 8 with you. Joshua 1 and 8. Uh, even though this is my business show, I still give a, a little small word from God because without the word of God, we're not going to make it anyway. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. 
You want to keep God and the Word of God in your life all the time. You want to quote the Word of God over your business. You want to speak God's blessings upon your business every day. Every day you want to speak the Word of God over your business. Um, it is vital that we keep... Now, there are people that you would probably say, Sister Baker, there are people out there that don't know the Lord, don't love the Lord, and their business is... Um, Flourishing, but Scripture tells us not to fret ourselves because of evil doers. It, it it doesn't matter what they're doing. What are you doing? See, you're successful already, and sometimes we're successful and we don't know it. But if we keep the Word of God in our heart, if we quote the Word of God, if we pray daily over our business, God will bless that business. And then it says it will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You have to not let the book of the law, you have you can't let the word of God uh not depart from your mouth. It you've got to share that word. You got to speak it to yourself. The main person that you've got to speak the word of God to about your business is to yourself. And it says, and then for you to meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Because the one thing that we want to be as business people, and that is we want to be honest business people. We want to be people with integrity. We want to do the right thing. Everything that it says that we're supposed to do, we want to do it. In the right way And then the scripture says It will make your way prosperous And then you will have Success So whatever you're doing Keep the word of God Uh, Plant your business plan Around the Lord Ask God God I, I, I need a business plan I need a mission statement I need a vision statement I, I, I need to know Is this business even feasible for me, I, I need to tell my story, Lord. I need to know how to do this. I know how to do everything. I need to know how to do it all properly, Lord. I need to be a person of honesty and integrity. So, Father, help me. Give me ideas. And then don't go and share all of your ideas. But you still can be a blessing. People ask me, well, how do you get started? And so I share with them uh, some of the ways, uh, some of the places that I went to get started. And um, uh, I, I sometimes I will sit down with somebody and just share certain things as I feel led of the Lord to share certain things with them. Because I'm not the only person in business out here, and if I can be a blessing to someone else to see, I'm not afraid of what I do, and I'm not afraid of anybody else even coming in and doing better than me. I just know that I was called to start a business, and that's what I did. And I'm not fearful of anybody coming in. Sometimes I I, I remember I did a a show not too long ago, and in that show uh, I didn't have half of my product because I had just came back from uh, Seattle, Washington, 
and I shipped. I took some of the product with me on the plane, but the other product I shipped, and it did not get back to me in time, uh, and I only had half of my product. But I just prayed. I said, Father, I, I gave God a certain amount that I wanted to make at the conference. And I said, Father, I need you to help me. And at the conference were several other women selling my, uh, not the exact same product, but they were selling the product that I sell, which was uh, jewelry. And uh, and that was all I had. I didn't have my clothing with me. I didn't have my um, I didn't have my handbags with me, and some of my other jewelry uh, was missing. And so I just took what I had, and I said, Father, I need you to bless this this day. And uh, the conference was for two days. And in the process of it, there were other women, like I said, that were there selling uh, jewelry, and they had all of their products. But God blessed me so because, first of all, I was not jealous. And second of all, I did not, you know, even consider uh, them. I didn't look at them. Why are they here? Why? I'm not going to make anything. I just, I, I had a, I had a goal, and I focused on my goal. And I was just me, and I used all of my customer service skills, and I was friendly, and I, 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 um, I just, I just followed my heart. I followed what the Spirit of the Lord told me to do. And uh, sometimes I would walk away from my table to, to go and be a part of the conference, and I'd come back, and I had all kind of women around my table, so I would go over there and I would sell. And I made above what I had asked God for with just a little bit of product. I didn't have my full line of product. I probably would have made more. But what I asked God for, he gave me that and above. So don't let that somebody else is doing the same type of business you are, on the same street you are, don't let it bother you. Go down, introduce yourself. Be friendly. If there's anything I can help you with, if there's anything I can share with you about the neighborhood, come in, let's have coffee, you know. And 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 not worry that somebody else is going to take your money because what's yours is yours, and nobody else can take that from you. Father, I just thank you for all of our business owners. Father God, I pray that you bless each and every one. Those, Father God, that are planning to go into business, those that are already in business, I pray, Lord God, that you will bless each of them. Father God, put them where you would have them to be. Bring in the customers, Father God, that are for them. Bring in the finances, Father God, that they might be a blessing not only to to their their families and, and, and to, to charities, but that they will also, Father God, be a blessing unto you, that, that the business owners will help to build the kingdom of God. Lord, we just thank you, we praise you, we glorify you for allowing uh, those of us that have businesses for allowing us the opportunity to be entrepreneurs, to be our own our own bosses. Father, we glorify you and we thank you that you saw something in us that was different, that we could be people of business. 
Lord, I ask that you would help us to be honest. I ask that you would help us to have integrity, O oh God. Lord, look upon our businesses and smile on us and bless us and send in the customers, Lord, from the north, the south, the east, and the west. No matter what type of business we might have, whether it's online business, an in-store business, if it's in our home, God, whatever our business may be, I pray that you will bless it. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I see that it is about time for us to close out. And um, I'm just so thankful to God that he gives me or has given me this opportunity to be able to come before you on today and just share little business tips with you and also a little word uh, with you. But before I go, I would like to tell you about a new book that I have coming out this fall. This book is called Secrets, The Secrets Behind Secrets Behind the Mask. I'm sorry. Uh, this is called Secrets Behind the Mask. And uh, this book, of course, is about secrets and the mask that we wear to conceal and hide our secrets. Uh, This book is to help you to uncover and get yourself delivered from these harmful secrets that are causing you great pain, great shame, and guilt. So stay tuned for more information about this book that will be coming out. I am still working on my my, uh, End Times CD series uh, called The End of Times. Uh, It was a lot more... Than I thought that I had to uh, put on this CD, but there's a lot of interesting things about the rapture, about uh, the marriage of the Lamb, about the second coming of Christ, uh, about the great white throne judgment, the Bema Seat judgment. There's so many things. The 70th, 70th week of Daniel uh, will be coming out of Revelation, out of the book of Daniel, out of Matthew, out of 1 Thessalonians. Uh, there's such there's, I mean, this teaching is so powerful uh, where we'll be talking about the 24 elders. The, we'll be talking about all the different uh, plagues and the bowls and the judgments. And so there's a lot of things that are going to be covered uh, in that particular teaching. Also, um, I have two CDs out, one called Secrets uh, for $15 for a two-disc set. The other one is called I Give Myself. Away, I would ask that you would, uh, and that one is $10. Uh, you can find those on my website, um, a, uh, a word from God.web.com. You can find it on my product page. Um, trying to think what else. There's so many different things that I'm doing. Uh, like I said, stay tuned with us on Sunday night. We uh, are here starting at 7.30 Central Standard Time, where we share the Word of God, where we play uh, great gospel music. I pray that you will email me, if you do would like to be on the show, um, email me at a word from God 3 uh, at aol.com and uh, allow me to just uh, bring you on the show. It's uh, $25 to come on the show. Uh, where we will uh, interview you and allow you to talk about your business. 
Uh, it does give you an opportunity to uh, be known all over the world. This is an Internet show, so people all over the world can hear you. And uh, I pray that if that is something that you would like to do, that you will email me. Well, I pray God's greatest blessings on you today. Thank you for tuning in with me here on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess, Rebecca Collier Hagler, saying God bless you. See you next time, and have a fabulous day. Thank you.